0: What's up, guys? I hope you are doing excellent this Thursday morning. Times are strange, I know, but it's good to be with you all. It's good to be putting that good energy, that good, those good positive vibes out into the world. It needs it. It needs it, y'all. I hope you guys are staying in the light, staying positive, staying strong. I'm not fucking around when I tell you the world needs you right now. So, that being said, very excited to share with you this episode with my good friend, Sean McCormick. He is the host of the Optimal Performance Podcast. It's an excellent podcast. So much good information, knowledge, wisdom, insight. He's a biohacking maniac. The guy has great information when it comes to optimizing your health your mind your body your spirit getting everything into alignment in this episode we first of all we get really honest and current about where we're at in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic um You know, and how our thinking has evolved, shifted, changed over the last eight months into our approach and getting very locked in on our purpose as individuals, as particles of this here universe that we are all a part of, which was awesome and very therapeutic for me. He gives a breakdown of his tremendous program that he's put together for the people that he works with as a coach called the Full Moon Reset. Man, I'm telling you what, if you do this thing, if you put yourself through this, you will come out the other side, a better, greater version of yourself. Uh, You know, you hear me talking about it all the time, this idea of getting back to square one, getting back to that purest essence of who you are yourself beyond the judgment and the denial that you've been holding over yourself since you were a little kid and we all do it I mean this is my life now is peeling back the layers of my programming Uh, the full moon reset will get you there man Uh, it's fantastic. He also, if you're someone who deals with fear, anxiety, bad thought patterns that you're trying to break through, he talks about his stop method, which is, it's fucking, it's legit, dude. Um, I have used it myself over the last few weeks. Uh, we did this interview yesterday, uh, And we go into it, but we had a conversation a few weeks ago and I I did not release that episode and I talk about why, um, in this app Uh, and that I hope you guys will enjoy it. Uh, so much good information. I love Sean. He is, he, he's a very high level thinking human being. He's very sensitive. He's doing some courageous shit in his life that he shares about towards the end. So, I highly recommend you listen all the way through um in creating a life of total sustainability for himself and his family. Super inspirational. Um it, it's he's he's a he's a big time support beam and fire of inspiration for me in moments when I'm down. His Instagram is tremendous. Every time he posts something, I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. Today he posted, sometimes I have to remind myself that no one's going to do the work for me. It's a big one, dude. So I think you guys will really love this episode. Uh, That being said, before I send you off, Invader Coffee, our proud sponsor, partner, fantastic coffee guys i look forward to it every morning it is energizing uplifting inspiring fire lighting this stuff smells great it's organic it's low acidity so it doesn't burn your gut no jitters i'm telling you this stuff is awesome it's veteran owned by my dude wes whitlock head over to their website use discount code the ebb and flow all one word to get 15% off your next order. And with that being said, y'all, enjoy this episode. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.
1: You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source, the key of imagination, your admission, access to the enlightened dimension, a gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come. Testing times may go. This
0: is the Ebb and Flow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Britton. I hope you guys are staying positive, staying strong, staying in the light out there. I know that's what I'm doing in this insane time we find ourselves in. Every day feels a little bit crazier, a little bit a little bit more intense, but it's all good as long as we keep breathing. We've got our cannabis, we've got our plant medicine, it'll carry us through, man. We've got each other, baby. Here we go. So today I've got an excellent guest. This dude is really a one of my brothers in arms. Uh, I, I always love our conversations. He is the host of the Optimal Performance Podcast. He is a performance coach and he is a biohacking expert. So he's got a lot of great information. His name is Sean McCormick. Welcome to the podcast, my brother.
1: I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to dig in with you and wherever we go is just the right place. Awesome, dude. Well, this is like the
0: third time we've tried to get this podcast rolling now because my power went out a minute ago (laughs) (laughs) for fucking whatever reason.
1: Luckily, we've, we've captured and, and released at least one of our conversations because you've been a guest on the Optimal Performance Podcast, and that was a really cool, really yes. cool episode. So we've, we're, we're at least, we, we at least have produced some usable content so far, and hopefully this one makes it too.
0: Yeah, exactly, dude. I think it will. I think we'll make it. Um, so first of all, we had a conversation. How long ago was that now? Three weeks ago? yeah about that three weeks ago uh we did we hopped on the podcast on my podcast uh it was a tremendous conversation um i for divine intervention decided to listen to it again and was i was a little i was just sort of disconcerted with with my approach and my posturing on some areas and in this really weird time where things are moving very rapidly and I'm constantly I find myself constantly challenged in my beliefs and my views and how I'm approaching my messaging and what I want to put out there in the world and my position in this thing called life called the collective consciousness you know, I decided that based on some things that I said, I didn't want to release it. So I wanted to get you back on. And I wanted to hit some of these topics. And namely, you know, for me, for everyone listening out there, um, if you guys are fans of me, and you've been listening to my message on Instagram or through this podcast, you probably know where I stand when it comes to the human body, the health and well-being of it, my views on how to best take care of yourself, and my views in the midst of this coronavirus craze. Um, Obviously, I've got a ton of respect and for whatever your beliefs are. I have a ton of compassion for you, and that's been a main practice of mine. And a big dance I've been doing through this thing is just having compassion for everyone I see and come into contact with. Um, and the mask thing has been a big issue, and where i still I still do not agree with the masks. I'll say that outright. Um, at times, I have found myself allowing my anger at the establishment to come through when I'm speaking about this, this issue. And in that episode, I felt like I was just doing a little too much posturing because to me, when it comes down to, I'm, I'm a humanist, you know, Sean, you know that you're the same way we're, we believe in the human spirit. It's, it's become, or it's come to me in the last few weeks that, you know, a big, a big issue in this whole conversation is, do you believe that the human body is an intelligent organism or do you believe that the human body is uh, a machine that's in need of constant engineering, tinkering, medication, yada, 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 et cetera. Um, and for me, it's, be, it's throughout my life as an athlete and everything I've done in my life it's crystal clear to me that the human body is the most intelligent coagulation of matter. The universe has ever manifested. Mm -hmm. And that being said, our bodies have the capability when we provide them with the proper environment, nutrition, uh, and balance can take care of literally any issue that it comes in contact with this thing. This human body is so fucking resilient. It's, uh, humans have faced mind boggling adversity, both physical spiritual psychological throughout its history and the coronavirus is no different when it comes to that and that truth and this human body can withstand just about anything it's put through so that being said, you know if i'm here and i I believe that the messaging should be in particular when it comes to something like the masks or how you take care of yourself or how you heal and deal with your body. Breathing fresh air is a a vital aspect of our overall health and how our body functions. So that being said, I can't really convince someone that breathing fresh air is a great thing for them if the whole time I'm I'm telling them they're an asshole the whole way down the, the aisle, you know, <laughs> that'll just make them turn me into an enemy, you know, which is not what I want to do. I'm, I'm a friend to all people. I'm a bridge at the end of the day. Like that's really how I view myself as an energy center, as, as a safe place, as a foundation of, of safety and stability And peace in this insane time we find ourselves in and I think it's only going to get crazier but um, so if I'm going to have that position you know I can't be at the same time shoving down someone's throat that a mask is no good so I wanted to throw that out there Sean and um, you know so much of i and listening back, you know you have a great i felt like you have a great sensitivity and and compassion to your approach uh, at least how you speak um, on your podcasts and in interviews you know and so as a guy who is a performance coach and you were telling me before we got started how paul check you know you were t- talking to Paul check about these arguments you were getting into on social media and maybe that's where we start. You know, I just wrote this article that I'm getting ready to release on my website if I can figure out how to post an image to it um, (laughs) about the polarization of these various topics, whether it's political or health or whatever else there is out there now. Um, You know, it's very difficult to have a conversation in the digital realm right now. And it's difficult to get anywhere. And the issue is, is that communication is such a important part of our well-being and our evolution as, as beings.
1: Yeah. I mean, it comes from a place of compassion, just like you said, it comes from a place of love for the human spirit. And that's a tough It's tough to get there. It's tough to communicate that when you're frustrated with um, the narratives that we're being fed. It's like I love people, (laughs) like you love people. We want people to live healthy, vibrant, purposeful lives, and that's really important. It's essential to what I do as a coach and as a podcaster and as a father. I want people to be happy and healthy. Yeah. And when I when I see the systems and manipulations happening at the very highest levels through billionaires and through three letter organizations that don't, they just don't jive. It's frustrating. And when, when you feel compelled to speak up against the mainstream, when you feel compelled to speak truth toward biological sovereignty, toward health freedoms, to vitality, Uh, it's tough because that the same people that that also care for people, you know, people that I know that, you know, people that I've grown up with family members of mine, their way of caring is by following directions. Mm. Their way of caring is by, listening to the experts and following the protocols and waiting for a vaccine and masking up in their car by themselves or in a, you know, zoom call and, (laughs) and, and that to that, that that's they care too. And they just care in a different way. Yeah. And, and the way that they care is not better or worse than the way that we care. It's just how they know how to do it. Yeah. And, when it, ta- it takes a lot of guts and, and it's been wildly disruptive to my life the same way that it's been to yours to speak truth to biological freedom, to health freedoms. And I should clarify what that means. Health freedoms means that I get to choose what I do with this meat suit I have. <laughs> like I get to choose whether I inject it with stuff or what I smoke. Or whether I stretch or not, how much sun I get. I get to choose whether I cover my mouth and nose. I get to choose whether or not I'm gonna go hang out in a group of people or not. That that sort of essential freedom to be able to make our own choices um, is 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 frankly it's it's under attack. And it's as a reaction to something that's confusing and complicated and in and unclear and inconclusive. And driven by confusing data that changes every single day. And rather than say, listen, sheep, you know, think for yourself because XYZ, right, right. like, that's no good. It's no good, man. That doesn't help. That doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't help anyone, it, you know, like, think for yourself or, and, and we, and now, especially on social media, like it's become about memes, right? And the the, uh, meme just means an idea, right? Uh But memes are also punchy snippet, like punch you in the teeth as fast as I can, as repeatedly as I can through these little things you scroll through that are going to get a rise, that are going to make some sort of impact. And in order to get through the, the, the deluge of, of information that we're just, just barraged with every single day. Like it kind of works to be an asshole. Like it it works. And, and yet it's not constructive because people check out, they, they don't listen. They don't open their mind. You know, you mentioned Paul check. And for those of you that don't know who Paul check is, he is, he's a modern master. He's a living legend. The dude is, on a whole nother level. He's the inventor of the Swiss ball. He runs the founder of the Czech. Was he Inst- really? Yeah. Yeah. He's Yoda, yeah. dude. He's Yoda. He's 70 and has a six pack. Yeah. He's Yoda. He's, he's unbelievable. He's an ascended master embodied right now. And we, I had him on my podcast and I was telling him about conflicts that I'm getting into cuz I'm I'm fighting for for personal health freedoms.
0: Yeah, and you're and, fired up and you're and, passionate. You're passionate about well-being
1: of people. Yes, and I don't have a boss. And I don't give a fuck what people think about me. And that is a dangerous cocktail that just equals <laughs> to Sean running his mouth. And so like I feel free to speak my truth and to share my opinion. And so I'm telling Paul, like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm getting into it with like my high school friends. And like every day I I've become this pariah uh, of my friend group on Facebook. And I'm just like, Sean used to be this, you know, like this hippie guy who started float centers yeah. and now he's just an asshole. And, you know, I've got my mom running into high school friends at Costco and they're like, Hey, Sean. Okay. Like oh god, all the time. I mean, all the time people are calling my wife, like, is Sean. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. My approach needs some adjustment though. (laughs) And so Paul goes, you know, people aren't going to listen. They're not going to hear you when you speak to them. If you just go at them and call them stupid and tell them they're wrong, they're not going to hear you, Sean. They were going to want to punch you in the face and so thank goodness we're 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 taking a mulligan on this on this episode because it already has a different flavor it has a different vibration to it and in my world i have devoted myself in the past you know 10 15 years to developing the self through meditation and flotation therapy through biohacking and sleep hacking and health and wellness and spiritual development and what I aim to do now what I, what I continue to do and I've I left a career in uh, in sales to like really pursue this for real in like 2010 and and I need to get I'm, I'm going back to that like how can I educate people how can I help you how can I just show them tools, tricks, yeah. systems that can actually make them feel healthier and less stress and more healthy because you know what, that will help them. That will make them, uh, yeah. e- more switched on better, happier people. So
0: totally, this, cor-
1: course, correct.
0: No, that, and that's it. You know, that to me, that's like where I come back to is, well, what's my What's my purpose? Like my grand, my grand purpose for myself in this life, or that has become so vibrantly apparent is I'm a light. I'm here to show people the way. So what does that mean? Well, when my ego gets involved, I pick up the fucking sword and the shield, and I'm ready to go to war. For what I'm passionate about. But then in this, you know, in this, these last few weeks in particular, I've had these really interesting realizations, man, on this this very thing. And it's, you know, one thing that keeps coming to me is it's time to put the sword down. (laughs) And the other thing that keeps coming to me is As a light, I need to stay on the path of showing people, just lighting the way. So providing the tools, like you said. And those tools that you provide them with, meditation, uh, a view of exercise as a way to self-discovery, being mindful about what you're eating and what you're putting in your body, um, your connection to nature, breath work, whatever it might be. It's like, these are keys that you're giving to a person so that they can unlock the doors in themselves to have these realizations of, you know what? Coronavirus. Sure. Maybe it's a really bad bug. That's, you know, done a lot of damage at at least all of our lives have you know, irrefutably, been affected by this whether that has to do with the virus itself or our government's reaction to it or our government's non-reaction to it however whatever side of the aisle you fall on you know and whatever your belief is our all of our lives have been completely redirected and changed for better or worse via this thing so That in itself is something to be considered and something to take note of. But, you know, no matter what, no matter where you go, it's if you can just stick to, you know, for me, it's like stay on the path, stay in the work, stay in the heart. So if I just have compassion for people, I'm walking down the street in my neighborhood, and there's people walking around with masks on. I don't get it. And I don't agree with it. But you know what, I can have compassion for you, wherever you're at in your life that you feel like that's what you need to do. All right. You know, I, 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 okay, I don't, I, I can't really say anything about it. You know, I and, you know, it's not I can't download for you 30 years of extreme athlete living uh being in tune with my body seeking out ways to optimize myself my mind my body how i think and breathe and move etc so that's okay yeah um you know and <clears throat> like you said man like if i can just stick to offering up my experience And the tools that I found to help me find my way through the Mm -hmm.
1: darkness—that
0: is the best work I can possibly do.
1: Right. You you have you have an audience. You have uh, you have people that look to you. You have people that enjoy what it is that you share to the world. They like your story. They like what you stand for. They appreciate who you are, and so you're compelled. This in 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 a a similar way to to mine and to many of our cohorts um who are podcasters and and thought leaders or innovators like not not everybody gets to like pay the bills doing podcasts and you know um speaking about
0: health and right
1: totally <laughs> and so like you 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 like i feel this responsibility to share what you know and to guide and to be to be the speaking of light and and to the best of your knowledge and to the best of my knowledge fresh air is important. And that's going to be a key for, for you to stay healthy and to the best of their knowledge for the people that are there, think they're doing the right thing. And we shouldn't, we really shouldn't demonize that them. Uh, We shouldn't, and we shouldn't other them like I'm doing, but we shouldn't. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's hard. It's very difficult, you know, but then you
0: look at, you know, it's, it's like, I, I don't know. It's that thing of my brother and I just did a podcast about, sorry, hold on. I got gardeners coming now. <laughs>
1: I'll just riff. I'll just riff. You know, the, the, the fact, the fact is, is that uh, everybody's situation geographically is different. So like here in Washington state, we're required by law to wear masks in, in public spaces. So in, in, in Washington, that's what we have to do. So of course, like of course I put a mask on to go inside right. and buy my groceries and come back out. Right. I don't wear I don't wear one as a moment longer than I need to. Like my my 7-year-old wears one, my 4 4-year-old doesn't when we're going out in public and getting, you know, food and stuff like that. Um, but we it has become this 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 dividing factor. It has become this dualistic like you're either on this side or you're on this right, side right? and it's much more complex than that. And,
0: and I'm saying, fuck that. Yeah, right. We're still people, you know, like, yeah, man, whether you wear a mask or not, whether, whatever you choose to do, it's all good, man. Yeah. You know, let's just have compassion for each other. If we can do that, we're beating the system, right? We're beating what these fucking assholes who are in power, who are the real enemy. You know, the fucking billionaires, the the people who own our media, because at the end of the day, what I've come to realize in this whole thing, Sean, is the most important aspects of American culture have been bought by big corporations, media, politics, medicine, Mm-hmm. been bought by corporations it's been highly corporatized, so now all the information you get from mainstream media it's skewed to fit the bill of who's funding it right our politicians the fucking the the legislation the the decisions that they make it's all skewed to fit the the likes and dislikes the you know, profit margins of the corporations who fund them. Hmm. And this is a massive issue. You know, this shouldn't be about who's fucking wearing a mask and who isn't. Right. Because we are in this to like the people are in this together. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's in through this, I believe where this is going is, is, is through this, this, this stage in our human evolution that's coming in this bizarre format. Like yeah. I was, I mean, and, and buckle up sister, cause we may get some aliens or comets, you know, before the end of the year. So we'll have to really, that's what I was expecting was yeah. was something like that, that would crystallize us as, as a, as a human Uh, as a, as a global body to such as people, it's the plants and the animals and it's, and it's Gaia herself that we're all included in this one organism. I didn't think it was going to be this like 0.026 like virus thing that, that, that was going to cause this, but, but through this, it really is cracking the, the, it really is cracking the matrix. It really is deconstructing Uh all of these things about pharma Um, about, I mean, global elites and big
0: technology and big tech
1: and conflicts of interest and influences on our, on our day to day, big food. I mean, we're, we're really, we're really close to having a real major problem with food and, and all of it is sort of coming together now all at once, including like elite pedophilia and child trafficking. All of this like mess is all happening and it's (laughs) And it's bizarre. it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Crazy. And also we're, we're moving through it. There's no, yeah. we, we can't avoid it. It's not yeah. like we can stop, pump the brakes and go backwards. It's, a, it's impossible. We have to move through this and yeah. we are in this together.
0: Yeah. And
1: however we choose both individually and collectively to move through this with grace and with love and light and truth into the next phase of whatever this thing is, we, we have to take some personal responsibility for what, how we choose to move through this thing. And in my mind, we can't move through this thing. If we have zero energy, like mm. we can't move through this thing in, in your home in, in, in your, in your own body, if you have zero energy to mm. move through change and the ego doesn't like change. The ego's like, Whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. There's some things coming. I can't predict you know I, I don't i don't want to change i like the way i am i like i like my shows i like the food i like the things that i like to do i like sports you know this is not good for me this is but this change that we're all going through requires a lot of energy and if we yeah. if we are depleting ourselves um then we are not fit we we're it's going to make this process a lot harder individually and collectively so then so then what i focus my attention on, um, in my coaching and in the podcast, um, and in the courses that I do and the, you know, the protocols that I, that I give to people is how can you not only stay sane, but how can you keep your energy up? How can you manage your emotions? How can you choose, choose your state of being in order to have just the, just the, the enough juice to get through the day and not just roll over and fall apart? So, like that. And these conversations are catalysts for this energy exchange where people are like, Oh, okay. I learned something. I can use this. I can, I can, I can change. I can, I can gain my energy. I can become inspired. And so it's, it's just pick your own adventure. Like, what do you want to focus on first, man?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's all about your perception, you know, and your perspective, you know, through this whole thing, like you're saying, like, there's no way around it. There's no way to go backwards. The only way through it is to walk right through it. <laughs> Take one step at a time and, and move our way right through it together. Yeah. So last time, I want to, I want to provide people with uh, some, some tools here as we're talking about. Yeah, you know, let's provide the people with tools, you know, um, and so you've got a handful of great things that you do with your clients and that you've created. Uh, the first one that you mentioned last time that I think is really important to hit here is uh, the full moon reset. So why don't you go into what that is?
1: Yeah, yeah. So in order, in order, like what we've been saying, in order to have the energy to, to just keep your shit together, just flat out, <laughs> to, to, to keep your shit together, sometimes it's about adding things and sometimes it's about subtracting things. We've got plenty of stuff, right? We've got plenty of distractions. We've got plenty of ways to become stimulated. And so when I developed the full moon reset, it was really kind of, um, centered, the, the, the origin of that was around like the preparation for an ayahuasca ceremony. Um, before, before you do, before you uh, sit in ceremony for what, you know, three nights in a row or whatever, you have to clarify, you have to clear out and cleanse, you know, uh, the different aspects of your biological, emotional, spiritual systems and, And so before an ayahuasca ceremony, you know, it's, it's no sex, no drugs and no rock and roll for like at least a week, right? Like no pork, no salt, no sex, no cannabis, no alcohol. um, Very little red meat, no garlic because garlic is pungent and can deaden and diminish the, the, the potency of, of the medicine. And, and when I, when I had my first ayahuasca session, uh I decided to do this for two weeks, right? Like again, no no sex, no drugs, no rock and roll, two weeks. Like four days in, um I wasn't watching any TV, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't smoking, and I was like, I'm miserable. I can't handle this, man. What the fuck am I doing? This is stupid. Like I don't I don't wanna. and after I stopped pouting like a little baby. Like day four, day five, uh after, you know, abstaining, literally like abstaining from these things, I like felt like a kid again. Like I wasn't watching TV, I wasn't mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. I wasn't I I, I was like journaling and meditating and going for walks and facing some of these emotions that I had been sort of like deadening through mm-hmm. substances and freaking game of thrones and Yeah. And I got to this point where I was like, oh my gosh, like I have so much more energy now. I have so much more clarity. I've got, I've got like, like this sort of kid, like this, like goofy, silly sort of spirit, this like pizzazz back that I felt probably the last time I probably felt was like when I was probably 17, right? Mm. Before college and uh, everything. Yeah. After after that, right? Where where, all the alcohol hit. Exactly. (laughs) And so, I thought, well, there's something in this, you know, and, and, and I went through the, the full two weeks and I had, you know, I had an incredible life-changing experience and, um, it, that was a catalyst for major changes in my life. But I thought, well, how can I, how can I use the, the idea of this sort of abstinence protocol and make it more accessible for people, uh, so that they can experience this too. You know, there's this, this dopamine, like you, you're, you're, you're three seconds away from a dopamine hit with your phone. And just like grab it you don't even think about it and before you know it you're t- typing in your code your code and clicking on it twitter and you don't even realize it and then you're just scrolling and just dopamine hit after dopamine hit and so what the full moon reset does is takes a half sidereal cycle which is uh, basically from a new moon which is no moon to a full moon so a full moon cycle is like, you know, full moon to full moon. It's so it goes through a full cycle and a half sidereal cycle is just new moon. Which, where there's no moon in the sky. Well, there's, it's up there, but we can't see it uh, all the way to the full moon. And in through this process, it's takes a similar approach. You look at these four areas of your life that you, that you really build um, some abstinence protocols around. So you take a look at what you consume. So that's, you know, red wine, uh, shitty food, sugar. I mean, for anybody listening right now, if you want to be a happier person, just stop eating sugar for four days, mm-hmm. go through that, that, like that process where you're like, fuck, you just want to punch everybody in the face and don't want to talk to anybody. And you probably get night sweats and you're uncomfortable. But then when it's gone, you're like, Oh man, like I look younger. Oh man, I, I could sleep. Yeah. Uh, My skin cleared up. Like my joints don't creak. So in this first phase of the four, you take a look at what you consume and you just cut that shit out. Right. You just cut it out. No, no, no white flour, no sugar, no booze, you know, no weed. You know, if you have prescription drugs, you just like sort of carefully manage that. That's a whole nother whole nother thing. But what do you, what are you consuming and cut that shit out? Like eat clean, eat keto for, Eat keto for for a for a full its equivalent of like 15 days. Mm. The second category is uh media.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: what do you consume as far as media? And so within the full moon reset, you decide, okay, I'm just not going to use screens, media, unless it's absolutely essential to my life, like my work, right? Mm so i'll send an email i'll jump on a zoom call for for work i'll, I'll use screens as as I, as much as i need to in order to do my job and, and, and pay the bills but anything above and beyond that it goes away no facebook no instagram no twitter no netflix no movies just like just cut that shit out you can i mean this is this is simple the the, the beauty of it is such simple shit and, and it's so hard it's so it's difficult it's so hard <laughs> The third thing is negative thought patterns. We, we can't help but run through these subconscious thoughts that have been formulated since we were little kids about, um, you know, we're not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not, uh, these are all self-limiting beliefs that sometimes are like, actually not ours. They come from our families before we were seven years old when our subconscious minds were, were, were coming together. And we take a look at that stuff. You, you make notes of it. Like every time that you say, Oh, I can never do that. And then you just write that shit down. You just make make a note of it. Mm. So you take a look at your negative, your, your, your consumption. You take a look at media. You abstain from all of it. You abstain from negative thought patterns. And then you abstain from negative habits. So this mm. is like sitting. Um, like if you're a rageaholic and you're easy to fly off the handle, like don't do that anymore. Um, You take, or do you bite your nails? Just stop biting your nails for, for 15 days. Do you have a tendency of, you know, like, do you, do you you like to stim, you like to stim yourself like tapping or you got the Jimmy leg, like just to be aware of some of these negative habits that that you just have kind of accumulated unchecked Mm. for likely your adult whole, your whole adult life there are some other pieces onto this, like having an accountability buddy that says you say to this person, like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Maybe you announce it on Facebook and you say, Hey, uh, if anyone's listening, <clears throat> nobody, nobody cares, but listen, I'm going <laughs> to step off of Facebook for 15 days. Cause I'm going to do this, this full moon reset. And, and in a couple of days through abstaining, through reducing that stimuli those four categories of your life, you will be a different person at Mm -hmm. the end of this. So at the end of the full moon, the full moon, the the way that this, this kind of wraps in is the, the the moon is most powerful, man. Mm. Right. It, it, uh, governs, uh, the, the, the ebb and flow, Oh, the ebb and flow, (laughs) the ebb and flow, baby. (laughs) The moon is in charge. It governs the ebb and flow. Uh, of the tides um, you know there's more um, there's more ER visits during full moon some people say it's because of what's going on with water and the pole of the moon without yeah. getting too into the esoteric which is some of my favorite stuff yeah me too yeah the the moon the moon's a thing and and, yeah. fr- and frankly if you go back seven or eight generations we were in touch with the moon we understood that we could hunt at night by the moonlight Mm. We we watched it. We were more connected with nature, and when you make a practical choice to change your behaviors, when you make a make a a a conscious effort, this is shit is free. This is free shit. You do not have to pay a million dollars to do this. You can do this yourself. But when you tap into and make a concerted effort to connect with nature in this really simple, really fundamental way, you're like you're you're doing what's called pulling down the moon. Mm. You're actually. Pulling the moon's energy, using it to transform. So at the end of this full moon reset, you look back at all of the things that you've changed and then you get to choose what you put back in there. You get to make a conscious choice. Like, do I want to go back to a fucking half a bottle of red wine a night? Do I want to go back to like smoking a cigarette uh, with when I see my friends? Do I want to go back to three hours of Netflix every night? But mm-hmm. that, that point it's conscious and you're aware of, 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 those behaviors. And for clients of mine that have done this very simple, but not easy protocol, they're totally different people at the end of it. It's freaking amazing.
0: Yeah, dude. That, I mean, that is, uh, that's so powerful. You know, uh, I talk about on this podcast a lot, this need to get back to square one or to get yourself back to neutral. You know, and it, this is the exact protocol that if, you know, if if you're not, for me, you know, my life has been a process of this in many ways of getting to, like, I remember even as a little kid thinking about pondering uh, what is the most complete version of myself. And how do I get there? And, you know, that took a detour into the NFL and football and, uh, you know, alcoholism and addictions to all kinds of shit that spit me out, battered, bruised, beat to hell. And I was given this gift of life after football where I could go and seek out that highest version of myself, that greatest version of myself. And through meditation and therapy and plant medicine and really cutting to the core of who I am, what I'm doing here and what I want my life to be about, I've gotten to this place. But for someone who is looking for a program that will get you there as quick as possible, this full moon reset, man, that's what it is, you know. And to, to, to carry on, you know, on, or to piggyback on the idea of this as, or this as an evolution of the dieta when you're preparing for an ayahuasca ceremony. I mean, the shamans that you go to see, they say the ayah starts working while you're doing the dieta, you know, all of that the pouting and the shit that comes up while you're restricting yourself. That's all part of the process. You're just getting the fucking gears moving for your evolution of mind and body and spirit, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I just, I love that dude. The full moon reset. Uh, I will, I think people are going to love that. I think it's so, you know, like you said, it's very simple. But it's very difficult, but it's also life-changing. Yeah. I would I would be willing to bet that anyone who did a full moon reset, if they went back to any old behaviors, they'd be so repulsed and and turned off by it that they wouldn't be able to do it. You know, if you went back to your half a bottle of wine or you went back to the junk food, you would get sick. You'd literally get, you'd make yourself sick and you'd say, well, What, fuck that? You know, yeah, by doing that.
1: Yeah. It it, 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 that very thing has happened with, with lots of people who have done this. And what they notice is before they pour it, right? Before they pull a cigarette yeah. out, before they press the power button on their remote control. It's like, oh, fuck. Am I going to do this or not? What am I doing? I'll do it. And then they click it and then they're just like, yeah. They're so let down. Yeah. Because you're cooler than that. Right. Like, what's inside of you? What comes out of you when you play guitar? You haven't played guitar in fucking 20 years, man. Like, you love it. Go play it. Journal. Write shit down. There's so many other things that make you, you, and beautiful that don't have anything to do with you know, mouth pleasure from, from, you know, Doritos and that don't come from, you know, a, a wine bottle it don't come from um, the, the self, the self-talk that you, that's, that's a tricky, tricky one. It's like, yeah. then you notice it, you, you, yeah. cut, you track like, yeah. you fucking idiot. Like every time you do that, yeah. it's like, Oh, I, I, I didn't realize I was doing that so much. I don't want to do that anymore yeah it's so empowering it's so simple and 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 when when you make that conscious choice to go back to those old habits it doesn't doesn't have the same spice man it ain't sexy anymore it's just it feels gross and weird
0: yeah it's not the escape valve that it used to be right you could just go and hit the escape valve baby and you're off into fantasy land and in your mind and you're shut off yeah but once you've turned that corner And the escape valve doesn't work anymore, you've lost that. I guess on a chemical level, something happens where you're not getting the hit anymore. You're not getting that rush of dopamine or whatever the the chemical cocktail is happening in your brain that's making you feel that sense of pleasure because you've sort of activated, you've overridden the programming and you've activated your true essence and your and your body's own creative mechanisms you know that's what I've found and I've had this uh this realization this insight it's not new but as I continue to go down the path of self-actualization um The screens and film, movies, anything visual—I'm a huge fan. I grew up on great movies, you know. (laughs) I grew up on great movies, great films. They were a massive part of my upbringing and uh, have a lot to do with my view of the world, and maybe even the view of the world that I've had to deconstruct over the last five years. That being said, I've had this realization over the last few years where, you know, our minds stop working when we turn the TV on. Our minds turn off. And what ancient cultures, you know, ancient cultures, life was so much more magical and mystical because everything was created within you know, and mm-hmm. stories were told and you could envision this whole world in your mind and it became so much more real. But with the invention of the television and film and storytelling on a visual medium, it literally co-opted our, our own innate ability to create magic in our world. And it turned us off in this way. And it's led to this disillusionment of our own humanity, hmm. which is really, it's not doing us any favors. I mean, to say the yeah. least, I, you right. know, I i don't, you know, it's an interesting thing because I would like to say that I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with watching good movies or, watching a show every once in a while but you know when you kind of when you cross through the threshold you go well maybe it's not good you know <laughs> maybe we maybe we need to turn it off you know like in the cable guy somebody's got to kill the babysitter
1: yeah <laughs> you know? right
0: um and yeah man you know i don't know man it's i mean the full moon reset Guys, I highly, uh, I mean, I have not done that specifically, but that shit works. Doing a dieta to clear out the cobwebs and the shit that's inhibiting you from accessing your fullest, highest potential. Because let's face it, guys, we're just, we're not doing that. If you're living the, the common American life, you're really not doing that. You're busting your ass all day at work. And God knows that is fucking hard enough. Yeah. You know, Um, but you're coming home and you're doing whatever you can to, to fill the void and escape and give yourself a piece, a break and a peace of mind. And how that comes is through substances, television, alcohol, porn, fucking, you name it, junk food, really tasty food. I mean, fuck dude, we live in a time of, the most insanely good tasting foods are available. You yeah. know, but the fact of the matter is they're just not good for us.
1: It's like, it's the, 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 that rhythm of working all day and then saying, Hey, I just need to I just need to chill. Like I just need to, I just need to check out. I, I don't want to think about anything. I, 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 I just need the things that make me feel good because I'm, because i'm working so hard i am i totally get that but the answer is not always more stuff yeah the answer is like a fire in the fire pit in the backyard right yeah. the yeah. answer is like meditate meditation quiet. like sex with your partner yeah. like the answer is like hard exercise so you feel like man i really gave it i really i really pushed hard it's yeah. not it's not more stuff it's not more input it's not. It's not that constant dopamine rush, and so that. So then, to your point, like, yeah, if you want to watch a movie every once in a while, like, do that. It feels right. good. It's fun, and it's and it's more interesting, more meaningful. But not a movie every night, you yep. know. Like, takes yep. takes takes the fun out. And and I believe that in order for us all to move into this next evolution of of human consciousness we have to actually go back Mm -hmm. to the core of who we are as conscious beings, as sentient conscious beings alive in this, in this time we have to connect with nature. We have to take our feet off, take our shoes off and stand in the dirt. Like we have to go look up at the stars. We have to make a fire. we got to know how to make a fire. Like those, those are the things that are going to connect us to the next evolution of consciousness, not fucking, you know, Riverdale, which is. (laughs) Uh, Dude, this is so, this
0: is so good, man. Now I think we're really firing on all cylinders here Um, because I think you hit on it perfectly. You know, technology, it's a magnificent tool. It's a magnificent tool, like a fucking hammer, a power drill, a fucking beautiful instrument, like a guitar, uh, you know, like a football. Like it's a great tool for doing things, but it can't be the end all of our existence. You know, I, I, my brother and I have been, maybe you've listened to a little bit of it, but we've been doing this deconstructing social media series.
1: Yeah. I've, I've listened.
0: And my brother asked a brilliant question uh, the other day, and he said, why are we doing this? Like, why are we here doing this thing, quote-unquote, deconstructing social media? Why does this fucking matter? Who are we to even have this conversation? Like, is this, is this a topic of interest for anyone? And And my response was that I can't help but, when I'm scrolling through social media or even find myself having done a lot of screen time work, emails, research on the internet, uh, you know, chopping and pasting and cutting an episode together, whatever it is, there's a very real disturbance in my inner being. I'm disturbed by it. Like this is not, To me, this digital realm, this technosphere that we're all operating in, there's a disturbance in my spirit, in my heart, where it's not where I want to be. It's not sustainable to my life essence, to my grand goal of of what I want my life to be like. Do you think that's – I feel like you would agree with that. Do you feel like that's shared by many people? Do you think that that's uh, a broader perspective, you know, like, what do you, what's your take on that?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's now it's, it's mindless. Right. And, and not everybody listening is a, is a podcast host and not everybody is a, you know, um, a public figure, but the, but we all, we all know what it's like to just like, Refresh the feed, refresh the feed. Like I've, I've scrolled for a long time and refresh the feed so I can get more stuff. So I can see more posts of other people's dinner and their trip to friggin' Tahoe and like
0: whatever else,
1: whatever else we, we are, it's now become second nature so that it's sort of, um, unconscious this, like we, we pull our phones out 150 times a day. 150 times and it's just we just do it when we're waiting in line at the grocery store we're, we just we do it when we're you know have four seconds to kill and and, and in so doing we are we are with this habit that we develop is 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 neurochemically being reinforced like oh yeah man that's good oh yeah do that again do it again do it again do it again do it again so you're constantly doing it, but it's not, it's like nourishing, right? It's not, yeah. It's it doesn't, it doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy the way that a hug does, or again, yeah. the way that sex with your, with your partner does, or the way that fire does. Like, it's just a thing we do. And we got here real quick, like yeah. really, really fast. fast. Really we went fast. from pagers to flip phones to like this, like strongest yeah. computer ever uh, unlocking the Akashic records from our fuck up from our pocket. Like, <laughs> like we, yeah, dude. we do it just because that's what we do. And it's, and it's easy and it works with our, you know, it's designed to be stimulative to our brains and the colors and the sounds and stuff are, are stimulative, but it's not nourishing. And I think you are onto something. I think you're right. I, I think that, that there's this like FOMO aspect of it. There's this keeping up with the Joneses aspect of it. And there's this, there's this real, like, red root chakra need to to feel like seen, to feel alive, mm. to feel like relevant in the world, mm. and 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 a lot of us just get caught up in that, and and we don't really use it for a purpose, and we don't really like use it to make meaningful connections. It's just like feeding the slot machine that's in our, that's inside of our brain. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a really worthwhile conversation to have. I think it's a really interesting concept to think about well what would I be like if I wasn't doing social media? Would anybody see me? Would anybody right. care about me? Yeah. Would I would I be entertained and
0: I have to say I feel so liberated when I fucking let all that shit go. Yeah. You know? Like last Friday I, uh, you know, my wife is super busy. She's kicking ass with her business. And that puts me into the driver's seat with parenting duty. You know, my daughter, I mean, school, her school doesn't start until second week of September. And even then, you know, it's going to be this fucking Zoom shit, you know. So, um I am really reprogramming myself to give my full attention to her during the day to my best of best of my ability, because I believe that raising her and cultivating her mind and spirit and heart is as important as me getting a new good podcast out or spreading the good message of how to heal and, and better deal with your life, you know? Um, but last Friday, my wife had to work all day and Thursday night, I'm like, we're going to go to the beach. We're not going to fucking, we're not sitting at home anymore and we're not going to fucking do this thing. And, you know, where, y- you know, you're just like, she's, there's, there's the iPad and the screens and, you know, I already do, a uh, as much as I can to limit her time on the screens, but to... At some point, it's just like there's nothing else to do in the house right now, you know. It's fucking 105 degrees outside, you know. It's like the sun is scorching, you know. It's not really a day to go out. So I'm like, fuck it, we're going to go to the beach, man. So we, we, we went out to the beach and spent the whole day there. She was literally in the ocean for four hours. And it was so fucking liberating. I was like, what am I doing? you know, what am I doing? I've already really pulled back my, or I've really, my relationship with with Instagram in particular has drastically changed over the last six months and continues to, to the point where I don't even really look at it anymore because like I said, the moment I get into it, I start to feel this really gross feeling in my guts. Yeah. I feel dark. I feel sad. I feel depressed, you know, between, you know, the fucking whatever insane shit is going on out there. It doesn't like both sides. I can't, I can't fucking spend my time in this ship like i've got to stay in a place where i'm in the light in my mind and i'm i'm just staying in what matters in my journey right here in front of me you know because at the end of the day that's all that really matters anyway yeah You know, so if a fucking meteor is coming that apparently is supposed to collide with earth november 2nd it doesn't i can't worry about it right now Right. <laughs> you know, what good does it do? Right. I mean, if that thing's coming, it's coming and that'll be it. See you later. Have, you know, see you next life. It's, it's out of your control. Yeah. Same, at,
1: same as what, you're, whatever the fuck is going on on
0: Instagram.
1: Exactly. You whatever, know? whatever, whatever your, your eighth grade girlfriend had for dinner that she's posting on Instagram is yeah. not out of your control. Totally irrelevant to you. It,
0: it totally doesn't matter. You know, and so I've it was just this very liberating experience and on your on your on your comment of what happens if I don't look at Instagram or I don't post something. It's like life life is happening, dude. Life is happening outside all the time. Yeah. You know, we didn't really get to talk about it in this episode. I still if you've got a few more minutes, I still wanna wanna talk to you about a few more things. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, you've really, you've moved your family out into the country, basically. And you guys are setting up a very sustainable way of life. And to me, that's, you know, that's just what we've gotten so far from in this highly, I guess, civilized way of being in America, you know, where our food is at the store and God is at the church and all this is, it's out there. And your home is like just where you sleep and fucking do whatever and watch TV, you know? Um, so talk a little bit about that, man. I mean, cause that's, that to me is what it's about. Like, and, and this whole conversation rather than, you know, and and that's been a big part of my process recently, in particular, is you know, rather than picking up my phone, I'm reading books. Like I'm picking yeah. up books and just reading books, and or I'm writing, or I'm working on my pod, my podcast, or you know, I'm doing something productive rather than just doing the thing of picking up my phone and scrolling through Instagram. And what I've realized is how much fucking time I waste on this shit. Yeah. Like you just burn, you burn 10 minutes in a flash. Yeah. Which is 10 minutes you could have been doing something to cultivate your life. Yeah. You know, so talk a little bit about, you know, where you guys have moved to and, and that thing of living your life because you have to and doing the things you have to do to live
1: we were cultivating our lives, man. That's, yeah. you know, it, 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 that's what it is, that it is with full intention that we, we moved out of the suburbs. So we lived in Seattle, moved to the suburbs and didn't feel comfortable there. Uh, you know, like tried to connect with our neighbors. It didn't really work. I mean, they just, they just, they were kind of just kind of closed off a little bit. Like, well, you know, that's part
0: of the thing of American, uh, suburban living you know and uh Sebastian Younger talks about it in his book tribe when he talks about how when the Native Americans were pushed into the reservations and they were isolated in houses and how that created this phenomena of the skinwalkers these insane deranged individuals who would go and kill people (laughs) because they had lost their sense of well-being through isolation And I've been thinking about that in our, in our neighborhoods. It's like, you know, yeah, we live like my neighbor is, I don't know, five yards on the other side of a wall, but we don't really communicate that much. And that's an issue. It it
1: is, it is a logistical issue. If shit hits the fan, it's a spiritual issue because you, you don't, you really like your actual community, your actual tribe, right? Not your online tribe which that I have some, I, I like yeah, the that's word. A whole other, we'll do that pod next time. <laughs> yeah. You and your brother talk about what it means to have a tribe, right? Like, yeah. like, like you are not connected to the person that's, that's five yards away from you. Um, although you hear them and you see them come and go, but you're not really connected to them. They're sort yeah. of close but far. And, and my wife and I, for, for a long time, as soon as we bought our house in the suburbs, it was like, Something about this doesn't feel right, you know. Applebee's down the road and friggin' Walmart down the road like doesn't feel like doesn't feel is this, this like ain't home. it? No. And I grew up in the suburbs. Like I, I I grew up ten minutes away from the house that I the house that I bought, which was which was cool because I was near my family. But um, we were like, what? Well then, what is it? What do we do? Do we do we move out to the country? Do we? Do we go, um, do we travel for a while? What's, what does this look like? And we decided that we wanted to, again, logistically set ourselves up for this. This is like a little bit prepper, a little bit logistical, but we want land. and uh, We don't need a ton of land. I don't need a thousand acres. I don't need a hundred acres. I don't even need 10. So I got two. And on two acres, I can, I can grow enough food to feed my family all year long. Uh, I can have chickens and ducks. Uh, I moved out to the islands um, just um, west of like downtown Seattle. And there's all these amazing, I mean, I love the beaches. Beaches and trees is my jam. That's, 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 dope, man. that's all I need. I need, love I need that. beaches and trees and I get lakes too. So I got salt water. And so we're in this, you know, this two acres and there's, Roosters crowing from the neighbors that are two acres away. Um, Chickens are coming in the fall, ducks in the fall, you know, I've begun to, to, to prepare the garden that will, that I'll plant a lot of stuff in the, in the fall to, to set up for the spring. I, the, the people that were here before us, Uh, that had like raspberries and cherries and peaches and stuff like that. And like, that's my favorite shit. Love it. You know, it was gorge, just gorge on, on raspberries every night, huckle, (laughs) blue huckleberries. Like, so what we decided was if shit hits the fan, are we going to be able to survive? So we have freezers full of food, you know, enough food to last us months and months and months. We've got, you know, simple, like foul lives, you know, livestock animal husbandry, you know, we may graduate toward like pigs or um, goats. goats. Yeah. And my, you know, my other neighbors uh, and I say neighbors and and this is where it kind of comes in in a minute, but I'm, I'm preparing so that I can have what I need. Um, The house itself, you know, is this old school sort of like quasi farm house that we're having to put a lot of work into um, to make it feel the way that we want to, to, make it more modern. But like I have a, well, that's where I get my water. Oh, so that's awesome. I, all my water comes right out of my out of the earth in my backyard. It doesn't have any fluoride in it. It doesn't have any pharmaceuticals in it. it doesn't have chlorine or any of that shit. And in, in, in this process of, of, of going to a more rural area, where I'm five minutes from the beach and five minutes from a thousand trailheads, I have neighbors that I can see. Like I can, you know, I can go out and I can, I can see, see my neighbors. And the moment we moved in, literally the day we moved in, like they saw us drive down, like kind of come down the road, and they came out and they were like, Hey, my name's Daryl. My name's Brenda. Like, how are you? I'm like, Oh, we're great. We're this, we're not even, I haven't even I haven't even parked the fucking truck. Like, What's your guy's story? Like, oh, well, we'll have you over for, for s'mores. Like, how's tomorrow night? And it's like, you can't say no to that. Yeah. Right. So, like, now I know my neighbors, and he's like a volunteer EMT, and he's great with machines, and he's really handy, and he's a pastor, and he's this beautiful, wonderful man. And his wife is phenomenal. They've got grown kids that kind of bounce back and forth and visit a lot. And so now I have a community, right? I I have awesome, I, I have a physical community. I met yeah. my other neighbors on the other side a couple of days uh, this was actually just a couple of days ago. I was doing a bunch of work. I uh, I was doing some work on the roof. And and when you're when you're a ways away from handyman and the plumber, and yeah. they it's like a big deal to come out to your house to fix shit. For sure. You better learn. Like <laughs> you better figure out how to like fix a leaky pipe and repair your riding lawnmower and like patch a wall. Like you got to figure that shit out. So I was up on my roof and my other neighbor drove by and she's, you know, she kind of, she didn't want to impose and she's like, hi, what, you know, I was like, Hey, great to meet you. We were going to come over, but we didn't want to impose. And she's like, no, that's my job. When you're new, we're supposed to come over, coming over for cocktails tonight. I was like, all right. right. Okay. (laughs) Like, so I was doing this construction and my, my wife and kids were out of town and she's like, bring the family. I was like, well, it's just me. You still want me to come? She's like, no, come over, come over. You're alone. So like, I went over and met these phenomenal people that like, you know, poured a couple of great cocktails and we talked about life and we talked about the land and we talked about the the native Americans that were here before, you know, before white man settled and, and the connectedness to the, to the landscape that I live on and just doing that, having that sense of, of, of groundedness to the earth and to this community around me was like, this is, this is it. This is exactly why we came. Now my internet is kind of shitty. <laughs> like, like if I, if I like I got to plan a couple of steps ahead to get food and stuff, because there's like the grocery stores are not very close and they don't have great stuff, but you know, I, I'm, I met my other neighbors. They're like, four miles away and they have a farm with chickens and, and, and now it becomes, it feels more real. My reality has become more, more real, more aligned than I think it maybe ever has before. And, and there's a lot of puzzles and a lot of Legos and a lot of books going on in my house now. To awesome. Just like get, get into it. Enjoy this time. And summer in the Pacific Northwest is friggin' magic. So yeah. I mean, it's like living with intention, right? Like what, what yeah, I have, I, 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 I control a lot of things in my own life and my family and I can control where I live. I can control food as much as I can. Like I'm looking at solar panels. Those are going to cost an arm and a leg that that may be a little far that may be a little ways out <laughs> before I get the solar panels. But it's just, I just feel more, I feel connect, more connected to myself. Um, there's no 5g around me. Like the, like all of the things that I can control for in order to live the life that I want, I'm, I'm beginning to make changes towards. And it's, it's, it feels good, man. It's empowering.
0: It's so, it's so awesome, dude. Super empowering. I love that. Um, it's very interesting to me and very exciting to me. I don't know if we're quite there right now, but uh, it's down the line, you know, it's in my mind's eye to purchase some land and have a place to, to cultivate my life and my family's life completely in that way, so it's it's super inspiring, dude. I appreciate you sharing about it.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Um, all right, dude. So the last thing I, I actually I really wanted to talk to you about aliens, but uh, we're gonna. <laughs> oh we'll, yeah, we'll do that again. We'll come on again, and we'll do that. But before we go because it's so powerful and I think people could really get a lot of use out of it. Um, and you mentioned it last time and I've used it a handful of times myself over the last couple of weeks uh, is your stop method. Hmm. So for anyone out there, you know, for me, anxiety attacks, anxiety has been a big, I, I've been doing the dance with anxiety and myself since I was about, 18 was my first like full-blown panic attack um and any tools my life has been really about cultivating tools to get myself out of anxiety attacks because once you get on that train of thought of anxiety and panic it's all about how you can derail yourself yeah get onto a new track a new train of thought and your stop method is super powerful. So I want you to share that with people because I think a lot of people could use that in this time.
1: This, this, is, this is a, uh, of, of all of the tools that I have worked with and explored and practiced on myself uh, and, and, and worked with clients on, uh, the stop method is by far the most powerful. And what it is, is it's a classic pattern interrupt. Um, so it's a neuro-linguistic programming technique, NLP, in which you, over the course of a couple of weeks, literally stop negative emotions. You can literally reprogram negative emotions that are screwing with you. So it, there's four steps to it. Um, Let's just take, um, uh, let's just say fear, like fear is a big one for everybody, right? So fear makes its, it it makes its way into all the different aspects of our life. Fear, money, fear, you know, love, fear, uh, safety fear. Um, in this process of the stop method, uh, in the first step, you sit down and you actually let yourself feel that fear. You don't hide from it. You don't, you don't, you don't drink it away or, or you know, pouring it away, you sit down and you let your, you let yourself go into that state of fear. And then once you get there, just when you know, yep, there it is. I, I know this feeling. I feel fear. I'm feeling it. Then you stand up and you say, stop out loud. What that does is it interrupts that pattern and in place and So step two is stop. Step three is to replace that negative emotion of fear with a, with a productive emotional state. It may be gratitude. It may be love. It may be, um, pride, something that feels good, that that is preferable to the fear. And then you get into that state. So you've said stop. And then you go into that, that state of, let's just say gratitude, and you get in and you feel it. You let it integrate into your body. You feel it into your body, kinesthetically, like let it sink in. For some people, it's their chest or the back of their neck or some people, it's like it's in their it's in their um, like gut. You feel that gratitude and you anchor it to something in your life. You do this beforehand. You practice feeling this positive emotion and I'll, and I'll talk about that in a second. So you've gone into the negative emotion. You've said stop. You've replaced it with this positive emotion of gratitude. And then after you do that, you do a physical motion to signal to your central nervous system that this is better. So maybe it's a, you know, a fist pump, maybe it's a burpee, maybe you fucking dab, maybe you like, you know, whatever you've got to do physically, it has to be physical to like anchor signal to your central nervous system. Hey, we prefer gratitude to fear. We prefer gratitude to fear. You do it over and over. So you'll do this. This takes depending on um at first it's 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 kind of tricky getting uh getting into that positive state. We know how to get into fear. That happens easily for us. But it's sometimes it takes a moment to like get into that gratitude state. It takes 2 minutes, 3 minutes to do the whole four-step process and then you sit back down and you do it again. This is like This is not in response to something that's happening to you. This is not in response to fear. This is like proactive. This is to like, if you know you have a problem with it, this is how what you can do to proactively like literally eliminate this emotion from your your consciousness. And then you sit back down and you do it again. And you do it again, you do it again. You do it like 10 times. And you'll do 10 reps of the stop method like three or four times a day. So before you begin the stop method, you're going to practice getting into that positive state of gratitude and you're going to have certain things in your life. You know, for it's, you know, for fathers, it's really easy. Like my kids, you know, yeah. I feel really grateful for my kids. So it's easy for me to feel that sense of gratitude. So I will practice throughout the day being in a state of gratitude, feeling it in my bones and being, Oh, okay, cool. I feel it. Okay, cool. So I practice getting into that positive state. This then after two or three days of that preparation of practicing that positive state, then you begin the full method. This has worked with people who have been divorced with really ugly custody battles where they absolutely hate their ex-spouse, where they absolutely hate the mother or father of their children. And it's like fucking with their whole life. Like they can't think of anything else other than that fucking bitch. Like it's, and, and that will crush you. It will crush you if it goes unchecked. This has worked with people who have been in lawsuits. This has worked with people who have lost a loved one, right? Where they're just, they're stuck in that negative emotion. and They don't know how to get out. They don't have a technique. This technique is so effective. What will happen is after you've practiced the positive emotion and then started the stop method protocol after like two or three days of doing this 10 reps, and then you do that three times a day. By like day three, you know, you've done 90 reps of this. You can't even feel fear anymore. It's mm. fucking crazy. Like you sit down to do it and you're like, I don't even, I can't even find it. Like, mm. come on, what 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 am I scared of? And you think, okay, it's like, I don't, I think I'm good. I'm done. I, I don't need to do this anymore. Keep going. Keep doing it. Force yourself to go there, to go into that negative state of fear. And for most folks it's like seven, eight, nine days. And then they go to sit down and feel the fear and it is gone. It is no longer there. This is the, this is the most, this is like, we should be taught this shit in like third grade. These, these, these mental techniques. Um, But it is, it is, it is massively effective. I've done it for all sorts of things in my life and my clients have too. You can go to a, smart Sean bought the domain StopMethod.com. You can go to stop method. You can watch me demonstrate it. Um, um, t- I'll tell you a little bit of my story. If you want to take it further and go deeper and you want to book me for a free 30 minute coaching strategy session where we can actually take this technique and go a little bit further or do like an, like a coaching strategy session around something that's fucking with you. Uh, I invite everybody to do that. Um, but you know, Evan, I don't, I don't know what the thing is that, that you've been using it for, but I would encourage you to stick with it and do it every day. Whatever that negative thing is. If it's anxiety, it there's, it's from some sort of source. Yeah. If you do it proactively in a week or, or 10 days, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I don't even, I can't even picture it now. I
0: don't even feel it. I can't even see it. Yeah. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to keep doing it. It's awesome. Good. It's very much helped. Uh, So I didn't realize you have to. It's a practice that you keep doing, and then you reprogram that thing, that trigger, that mechanism, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. It's worked for me in in the moment too. Good. So you know, just for the power of that, but. You know, of course, of course that works because you're, you know, it's all energy and it's all about, you know, NLP is no joke. Yeah. So that's awesome, brother. I really appreciate that, man. And I appreciate this convo today and uh, you're the man and we'll do it again because I do, I really want to talk to you about aliens. Yeah, let's do that. Probably by the next time we talk, they'll be here.
1: (laughs) Which ones? Which, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the Pleiadians. I think they're yeah. coming, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna
0: pick me up. It'd pick us thing. up. Yeah.
1: Um, hey, let me let me just show some gratitude to you, Evan, because your your ability to to speak deeply, to think critically, to express yourself in a way that is truthful, that is authentic, that is grounded and honest is so inspiring. It is so cool to watch, you know, to that you've decided to do your own podcast and like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like I got a lot to say that you've activated on it. It's a beautiful podcast. I know you're just getting started, but you're going to do, you're going to, you're going to do so many cool things.
0: You're going to have so many
1: epic conversations. I I can't, I can't wait to see you continue to just grow in, in, in this really cool way. So thank you.
0: That's awesome, man. I really appreciate that. You're a huge inspiration, man. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to shout out your stuff?
1: Yeah, shout out my stuff. So Optimal Performance Podcast is the podcast. And uh, uh, the website is seanmccormick.com, S-E-A-N McCormick. Stop If you want to check out the stop method and then, um, just Google full moon reset. I have to double check and see if the website's still going. It's not like highly marketed or funnel. You know, it's not, it's not nothing, it's, but I'm easy to find. I'm real Sean McCormick on Instagram, pick any of those places and, and connect with me. I'd love to hear from, from you guys.
0: Awesome. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much. We're going to do this as swap cast. So yeah, but it will air on both our channels. Um, And that's about it. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us on this very therapeutic conversation. As always, I greatly appreciate your support and your ear. Um, For more information from me, head over to EbenBritain.com. Obviously, you guys know where to find me on social media. And that's all, folks. Until next time, you guys hang in there. Stay tough. Stay in the light. Stay positive. We're going to make it through this thing together. Lots of love to all of you guys out there. I'm Evan Britton, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.